So I'm actually going to start the sermon a little bit differently today by starting out with our scripture reading. So our scripture reading for today is a poetic wisdom passage from the Old Testament that points us to comfort, it points us to strength, it points us to blessings of both beginnings and of endings, which I felt like was really appropriate for our pastoral announcement today. So it's from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1. There's a season for everything, and a time for every matter under the heavens. A time for giving birth, and a time for dying. A time for planting, and a time for uprooting what was planted. A time for killing, and a time for healing. A time for tearing down, and a time for building up. A time for crying and a time for laughing. A time for mourning and a time for dancing. A time for throwing stones and a time for gathering stones. A time for embracing, a time for avoiding embraces. A time for searching and a time for losing. A time for keeping and a time for throwing away. A time for tearing and a time for repairing. A time for keeping silence and a time for speaking. A time for loving and a time for hating. A time for war and a time for peace. So our scripture passage today is one that might be familiar to you. Either because you know the scripture passage or you know the song. I see Ron's nodding his head that was, it was made popular by. It was in 1965 by the birds, turn, turn, turn. So again, you may know exactly what I'm talking about. And if not, I, I invite you go watch Forrest Gump. Um, it's in the soundtrack to that movie. So I did a little bit of research. This is a song that actually helped the birds top the charts, music charts, because it was an uplifting departure from their typical Vietnam War era protest music. And so I felt like I couldn't preach on Ecclesiastes 3 without bringing part of this song to you. And I feel like at this point, I don't really know how much and how often I can preach anymore without singing. I feel like it's just the, it's just the package deal at this point. Sorry. Or maybe you like it. I don't know. (laughs) To everything turn, turn, turn. There is a season turn, turn, turn. And a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to weep. Right? Right? Yeah. Thank you, guys. And thank you for singing along with me, those who knew it. And so the birds and the whole song go back and forth between weaving in these verses from Ecclesiastes with the refrain, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose in heaven. And so it's a catchy song, and that popularity on the music charts mirrors how popular this passage is. 
In fact, the reason why I chose this scripture passage for this standalone Sunday when I had the wide open, hey, you can choose whatever seems appropriate for this Sunday, we're going to announce the interim pastor, was because people just kept bringing it up to me unprompted, whether it was in conversations, whether it was in pastoral care situations, people just kept bringing Ecclesiastes 3 up over to me over and over again unprompted and I took it as a sign maybe it would be good for us today. And so while this is such a beautiful and amazing and comforting passage, we can also wonder how do you get to this level of comfort with the world, this level of faith? How in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of change, Whether we're looking at a pastoral change or any number of changes in our lives, in the midst of hardships that happen, fears in the road ahead, just pain and suffering and discrimination that exists in our world, how does one come to have this level of unwavering faith? To say that there is a time for every purpose under heaven and that God has made everything fitting in its time, which is what verse 11 says, so confidently and so clearly. Well, if you look just at Ecclesiastes 3, this author seems like someone we can have a hard time living up to. This unwavering faith seems intimidating. But we need to look at the whole book. Because when you look at chapter 1, we see that this author is actually really relatable. We see that this whole book is actually this journey and struggle and desire for faith. That it reflects this desire to cling to hope and faith in the middle of the messiness that exists in our life. That we all have, that we all know that we go through. So let's look in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 starting in verse 1. The words of the teacher of the assembly, David's son, king in Jerusalem. Perfectly pointless, says the teacher. Perfectly pointless. Everything is pointless. Some things are inevitable. What do people gain from all the hard work that they work so hard at under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains as it always has. That word pointless just hits so starkly. Right here at the beginning of Ecclesiastes. I mean, if you're trying to write something that you really want people's attention, you want them to engage, you want them to continue reading, I don't really know if I would encourage you to begin with the idea that everything is pointless. It's kind of a bummer of an opening line. But what I love about it is how honest and how raw it is. It's not this attempt to sugarcoat that life is always perfect. It's not a false promise that we're always going to know the next steps and the answers to everything. It does not have this false hope that the answers in life are always going to come on our timetable because that's not just the way it works. It's kind of refreshing because it's real. Try as hard as we might, we're just not going to know until we know 
who our new senior pastor will be. We're thankful that Riley is coming when excited. We're thankful for David's ministry and his upcoming retirement. Andy and I and the rest of the staff were excited and committed to see this transition through. But in the meantime, we just have prayerful waiting ahead of us. That's just the way it is. When I think about my own life, and I know anyone who is parents have been through this with me, I just don't know how long it's going to take my toddler, Wyatt, to be potty trained perfectly. I just don't. And I just don't know what kind of chaos is going to ensue along the way. That's just life. And when we sit with folks as pastors in the hospital, in their homes, in care facilities, we don't know for sure what the path ahead is going to look like for them and their families. All of this just reflects the realities of life, the ups and downs, war and peace, planting and reaping. It's just the way it is. And so this word pointless is actually our best and feeble attempt to put in English a very complex concept in Hebrew. In Hebrew, this word is more likened to a puff of air, meant to just show just how fragile and shifting and temporary life is. In fact, it's the same word for Abel's name in Genesis, who the Reverend Dr. Brent Strong points out didn't even have a line before, unfortunately, his brother murdered him in Genesis. And so as Brent Strong explained, that is the whole point of Ecclesiastes, that there's this whole point between the contrast of this puff of air, of the liminality of humanity, is meant to be contrasted with the eternity of God. We might not be able to do anything about the uncertainty of our lives, but... We can take comfort in the certainty of God. We can't be certain about the exact steps of the path ahead, but we can have faith in the certainty that God will be with us. We can look at life and know that God will be with us and that there is a time for everything. For planting new things and uprooting what was planted. A time for mourning and a time for dancing. A time for searching and a time for losing. A time for crying and a time for laughing. Chapter 3 then we see is the answer. It's the resolution to that wrestling and despair that the author has in chapter 1. And in all those complex emotions and experiences of what it just means to be human, to be part of this puff of air, God is in it all. God has made everything fitting in its time. God has made everything fitting in its time. It's a verse and it's a promise that I keep coming back to. It keeps bringing me comfort And I encourage you to hold on to that same promise in the days ahead as well. Life is messy, yes, but God has made everything fitting in its time. 
And it's a reality and promise that we can keep holding, however imperfectly, together. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have the perfect roadmap ahead, the easy solutions to all that will happen in our lives. Because Ecclesiastes reminds us very clearly that that is just not realistic. But what we can do is cling to the eternity of God. The grace and work of Christ in our lives in the middle of the mess. We can commit to being in prayer for one another. For the leadership of our church in the days, weeks, and months ahead. And we can also commit to bringing that light and that life into the lives of others in ordinary ways when they need it most. That is what it means to be the church, what it's all about. To follow the way of our eternal God is to share that love with others, even if we don't have it figured out perfectly ourselves. No, that doesn't mean having the pressure to say the right perfect words of wisdom in every situation. But just taking the opportunity to be there, to be a person who cares. As we look forward to what's coming up for us as a church, stewardship, Advents, Christmas Eve, what a wonderful time to show people and remind people that we are a church who cares because we have a God who cares for all people. And the reality is that is something that we are already living into So up on the screen are some of our pictures of our Noah's Ark crew who faithfully gave their time to volunteer to pack meals at Kids Pack. So thank you guys for that. (laughs) Making sure that children in our community in need got meals and made sure that they were fed. And so also off to the side, I made sure to squeeze in just a little scene of some of the folks from our church Um, packing just one of the many shipments that we sent down to southwest Florida to help with Hurricane Ian. This is who we are. This is who God has called us to be. And in the days and weeks and months ahead, even years ahead, this is who we can and who we should keep living into being. This is what it means to be the church. Yesterday, my family and I attended Trunk or Treat here at the church, as I mentioned. And I have to tell you, every single person that we interacted with just exuded love to my family and I yesterday. I noticed when I got home, I still had like this huge smile on my face. And I think it's because my family and I felt just so loved and so cared for at every step of the way. And we had such a great time. And I noticed that wasn't just my family that got special attention because, you know, it was the pastor's family. I noticed that it was all the families around me that weren't from our church at all that were getting that same love, that same care, that same attention. Just because that's what we do as a church when we have guests on our campus. That is who we are. That is who God has called us to be. God has made everything fitting in its time, including the way that we love and we care for our neighbors near and far as a church.
And so if we continue to lean into those things, leaning into who we are, leaning into who God has called us to be, that is the key to navigating all that uncertainty in the road ahead. The God who has made everything fitting in its time will be with us. And the ups and the downs and the twists and the turns of the road ahead. And for that, thanks, great, great thanks be to God. Will you close with me in prayer? God, as we wrestle with our uncertainties in life, May we be reminded that you are with us. May that give us comfort in the days ahead. And may we remember to share your light, share that comfort with those in our lives that need it. Amen. So as we prepare to go from this place, hear the benediction. Know that through the uncertainties of life, through the ups and downs of life, the God who has made everything fitting in its time will be with us. May we take comfort in that. May we share that love and that comfort with others. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.